Hey guys, Ben back here for Next Level Radio bringing you another guest spotlight and I have to say, this one is probably one of my personal favorites. This time around we got to speak with the one and only improvisational genius, Mr. Colin Mockery from the television show Whose Line Is It Anyway, which can be currently seen on the CW every Monday night, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock central. Colin was fantastic to talk to. He was very engaging. Cracked a lot of little jokes right there. A lot of small jokes. Uh, so we definitely encourage you to check out Who's Line if you haven't already. But something tells me most of you are probably already a fan. Check out his tour with Brett, him and Brad Sherwood, which you can find tour dates at www.colinandbradshow.com. Uh, check out his site, colinmockery.com, and also follow him on Twitter, at colinmockery. Uh, that's about it. Guys, sit back and enjoy this interview with the one and only Colin Mockery. All right. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another Next Level Radio Guest Spotlight. I am your host, Ben Beck, joined by my co-host, Adam Gorey, and we are both extremely excited to be joined by our guest this evening. Uh, If you ask us, he really needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway. He's an award-winning comedian, having won two Canadian Comedy Awards, a Gemini Award, and an award from the Writers Guild of Canada, not to mention many other nominations, but he's known best for his work. On the show, whose line is it anyway? Please welcome Captain Hare himself, Mr. Colin Mockery. Colin, thanks so much for spending some time with us tonight. Oh, thanks for having me on. Um, uh, now, I know I, we, we, don't, we have a very limited amount of time with you, I, although I could talk to you probably for hours because I'm a huge fan, so I want to jump right into things. Um, okay, I'm pretty boring, so good luck to you. <laughs> Something tells me that's probably far from true. Mm. Well, you make your own decision after this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, I know a common punchline throughout the, the course of the show is you being from Canada, and I know that's where you live. Um, and I know that's where you've spent most of your life as well. But I think something a lot of people don't know about you is you're actually born in Scotland, correct? That's right. Yeah, I was born in Kilmarnock, Scotland uh, quite a few years ago. <laughs> do, you ever get back to, do you ever get back to Kilmarnock? Uh, no, uh, people have told me not to. <laughs> um, it, it, it's not apparently a, a great place. Go. I was. Um, uh, I, I actually just got back from Edinburgh. I was doing the Edinburgh Festival out there. Uh, we were doing sort of a um, British Who's Line uh, reunion. So we we uh, had twenty shows, and uh, I was very uh, close to going. But uh, as I say, people said, "No, there's no reason for you. To- uh-huh. Edinburgh is beautiful. Just stay here and eat." <laughs> yeah, I did. I did hear rumor that there was supposed to be some kind of UK reunion, and I, that's what it was. It was out in Edinburgh. Yeah, it was uh, it was lovely. I hadn't seen uh, many of the British cast for years. Uh, Greg Proust was over there, who I I, I, I see constantly. But uh, Josie Lawrence and uh, Mike McShane and uh, Paul Merton. Uh, so it was nice, just uh, not only getting a chance to work with them again because they're fantastic to work with, but also just a chance to catch up personally. Yeah. Well, I know with all the you know different types of comedy that there are, you know, sketch, stand up. Uh, ben and I personally agree that improv is probably the most difficult while also being the most rewarding um, when a joke hits, you know, hits big. What, what is it that made you want to get into improv out of all the different kinds of comedy out there? Uh, I, when I was in theater school, I saw a demonstration of it. Um, and I thought, this is something I think I'd, I'd like to try. I, uh, you know, in theater school, I, I had sort of been... Um, I would always get the comedy roles because that seemed to be my, my strength. And I thought this was a, a different way to use uh, whatever skills I had. And I was very fortunate at the time I joined, 
there was just an amazing group of uh, people who were improvising. Uh, it's where I first met Ryan Stiles, and um, there were a lot of great writers and uh, people in television. So I, I learned a lot in those um, early years of improv. And also, I'm basically lazy. Um, <laughs> And the best thing about improv is you just kind of show up and make up crap, and then you're done. It's the perfect job for a guy like me. Um, now, I know, um, you know, obviously you've been a part of Who's Line for as long as, I know at least as long as I can remember. I, I mean, I don't think there's really been an episode that I've seen that you haven't been on, uh, and, you know, as, par- as far as both the U.K. cast and the U.S. cast. Um, yeah, the UK. Uh, it took a while for me to uh, ingratiate myself with the uh, <laughs> uh, the people there. My my first show wasn't. Um, well, how can I put it? I sucked, so <laughs> that made it difficult. But uh, God bless Dan Patterson and Mark Levinson who produced the show because they they felt that uh, there was something there that they could use, and so um, they brought me back. And it wasn't until maybe the last three seasons that I was in every show. It was always they would promise me a couple because they didn't quite trust me. And then um, it, it sort of worked out. Uh, I kept doing that. Then when it went to the uh, American, even though uh, when Drew was before Drew was involved, they actually wanted to get rid of uh, you know Ryan and I and wanted handsome, good-looking improvisers. <laughs> uh, you know, good luck. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, I know the show ran in the UK probably for about a good 10 years, and then it had a, a really impressive run in the US, too, when it came over, I think for about a good eight or nine years. And now it's, it's back on the CW, and you guys just got renewed for your third season on the, on the CW, which is great. Yeah, it's like a vampire. You just can't kill it. It just keeps coming back, sucking more blood, uh, maybe sleeping for a while, then comes back. Um, um, no, go ahead. Um, and I, I think for this incarnation, I really have to thank um, the Internet. Um, a lot of us have been touring. Brad Sherwood and I have been touring for 11 years. And we found in the last couple of years, our audiences have actually been getting younger. And it's all because of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, kids that weren't born when the uh, British or the first American show uh, was happening have sort of caught up with it. So there sort of was this groundswell of uh, appreciation for the show. And, it always seemed to me like a no-brainer for a network to put it on. I mean, it, it's the cheapest show in the history of television, um, and it, it reaps great dividends. So I, I always, I was always surprised that no one tried to bring it back. Yeah. What is the the most expensive part? Is probably that box of props you guys get, or are those found in like dumpsters? <laughs> oh, I wish you were kidding, but you know what? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> that box of props is worth more than the four improvisers. <laughs> Um, one thing I've always been curious about is through the run of the show, it's had numerous hosts. I mean, you had Clive Anderson in the UK uh, who hosted th- through the course of that show. Then you had Drew who hosted when it came back in the US. And now you have Aisha Tyler. Um, and I've always personally been a, more, a bigger fan of Drew as a host, not because there's anything wrong with Aisha or Clive, just but mainly because I feel – Drew opened himself up to potentially being part of uh, the butt of the joke as well as participating in the games, which I always found a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel that the host is a large part of the of the show in itself or the outcome of the situations, or do you think it really just doesn't matter who the host is at that point? Oh, you could put anyone in there. Where are the stars? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, the host does sort of set the tone. I mean, Clive is, was so uh, quintessentially English, and he had that sort of dry sardonic manner that uh, um, Greg Proops loved. And uh, Drew was 
um, so, so American. And he was also a big fan of the show. I think that was also part of his appeal. He would laugh louder at us, I think, than the audience would. And uh, God bless, when they, you know, he always fought um, having to do the improvising. He would always say, you know, these guys are the guys who do it. I, 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 just a stand-up, I'd rather just sit and watch. Uh, but they made him do it, and God bless him. He would set up um, a weekly thing at the Improv on Melrose in L.A. where we would go out and uh, do an hour of, of improv just so he would sort of get more relaxed with it. Um, Aisha, the trouble with Aisha is, you know, she's beautiful, she's smart, she's a nerd. There's nothing about her that we can make fun of. So we're still trying to find that, but we'll find it. <laughs> well, I mean, at the, at the rate you guys are going, like I said, just renewed for the third season, it seems like you'll have plenty of time because, uh, you know, I'm sensing perhaps, hopefully another long run, uh, you know, of this series iteration as well. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, you always hope. The, the thing about um, this business is you, you never know from uh, a day to day. I, I would think we're, I mean, I think we're one of the highest rated shows on the CW right now. So I, I think as long as that keeps happening, uh, they'll keep us going. But, uh, you know, as I say, things change. So um, as long as they keep bringing us back, we'll keep doing it because it really is um, the best of all possible gigs. Yeah. It's like three weekends out of the year. It's goofing around with your friends. Um, it, it, it's really hard to find a, a better a better job. Yeah. Well, I, I think to me the hardest part, if I ever had to do an improv, and I don't think I'd be able to, but if I did, I think the hardest part would be doing the bit or you know play, doing the game when it comes to Who's Line and, and not laughing. And, and you seem uh, to be one of the the people who, out of everybody, is the best at, at being able to get through it without. You know, breaking. What are what are, you know, some techniques that you use so that, you know, you kind of don't laugh and and don't, you know, break during the bit or even just to hone and improve uh, your improv skills. Uh, well, the first thing is I don't really find the others amusing, <laughs> so that really helps. Uh, they've yet to do anything that I find funny. Um, I mean, part well, part of it is just stubbornness that. I'm not going to break up. I want to uh, get through the scene. And also when you see someone else start to laugh, that's when sort of your killer instinct comes in and you think, oh, okay, I'm just going to make it worse for them. And that makes it easier for you, actually. If someone else is uh, breaking up on stage, you can just sort of sit back and go, oh, well, isn't that unprofessional? That's horrible. <laughs> um, so I, I'm lucky. I mean, there is such a sense of joy and pride when I make one of those guys uh, break up. Because, you know, they're all pretty jaded. They've all seen all kinds of comedy for many years. So when you actually make them laugh, you do feel like you've accomplished something. Uh, you know, not like curing cancer, but still, it's something. Yeah. I mean, I know you had mentioned it earlier, you know, about Drew and how Drew had laughed, you know, would laugh louder, you know, than the crowd would sometimes. And I think some of those were probably some of my favorite moments because Drew's laugh to me was so infectious. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. It was quite infectious. And he he would um, actually cry, which <laughs> yeah. make, was so endearing <laughs> to actually make someone laugh till they cry like a little girl. Um <laughs> It's a wonderful job to have. Um, and I know, like, something else I was a big favorite of, too, is it's right along the same lines as you, as Adam said, you know, being able to, to hold off and not break. Ryan was pretty good at that, too, in my opinion. But it seemed like yeah. you were the only person who could make him break. 
And the moments when Ryan broke, I found hysterical. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> I, I mean, part of that, well, we've known each other for, uh, you know, over 30 years. We, we basically started doing improv together uh, in Vancouver. So we have a, a long uh, professional and personal history. So a lot of times the things that make him laugh are in jokes that I don't even know about. <laughs> and he'll, he'll just start laughing. And then afterwards I said, what was that about? There was one... Um, there was one greatest hits where I said tapioca. I remember that. And he just dissolved, and I had no idea why. And afterwards, I said, "Why did you? What was it about that that made you break up?" And he said, um, "You sounded like Colonel Clink," <laughs> which is like one of the most random things. <laughs> and it wasn't something I was playing up. It was just that uh, was just bizarre. But it, it, it just dissolved him, and um, I'm very proud that it did. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like every time you guys do the, uh, I don't remember the exact name, is it just called the hands game where he uses your hands? Yeah. Um, it, it seems like at that time, every time he sh you're shoving something into his, his mouth uh, is usually the best time to catch him, you know, breaking a little bit. Yeah, it's, you know, he's pretty much at my mercy. I mean, <laughs> I'm shoving my hands in his mouth and <laughs> doing... Uh, Things I certainly would not do in real life because yeah, of uh, certain laws, but um, <laughs> he is at his most vulnerable at that point. Yeah, I think he uh, you, he licked your fingers last week or the week before or something like that last week. Oh yeah, well that he does in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't doubt it. I do not doubt. It. Um, over the run of the show, I know you guys have worked with a number of different you know guest celebrities who have come on and comedians. I know you've worked with Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Stephen Colbert, Kathy Griffin, and now with the CW iteration, you have celebrities like Misha Collins, Lauren Cohan, uh, Jack Osborne. Do you find it difficult uh, to incorporate people like that who might not have a background in, in improv when you, got, when you guys are going for the joke? Um, it, yeah, there's a certain level of difficulty because you don't um, – usually when you're improvising, you're improvising with people you know uh, at least um, – more than a, a passing acquaintance. So when the new people come on, um, you know, you also want them to enjoy the experience. So you're, you're trying to make sure um, you're building up their confidence, trying not to make fun of them, making sure they're a part of the scene. Mm -hmm. it's, it, but it, it, it can be tough, especially um, a lot of the young women that come on the show, uh, they're put into the living scenery scene where Ryan and I have to do things with them, yeah. <laughs> use their bodies in way. And that's a little uncomfortable, especially at this point where we're clearly at least twice their age. So it immediately, my thing is, how do I touch this woman's breast without making it seem creepy? Yeah. <laughs> I have yet to find the answer. <laughs> I don't think there is one. I, I don't think there is. So you, you try to, uh, you know, uh, just get through it. But what I have to um, what I can say about all the guests that come on is they're totally committed to doing it. I mean, I can't imagine um, another scenario where a person would go into a field where they have no experience and are just willing to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I give them kudos just for coming on and doing, you know, we've been working together for over 20 years. So um, it's a fairly well-oiled machine. And, and for them to jump into that, it would be like if I went to, um, you know, some brain tank somewhere who are trying to figure out um, how to split the atom. I, I, you know, I'd be totally out of my, um, 
well, no, I wouldn't, because I've actually done that, so that's all right. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I give them full points for for coming on and taking the chance to look like a complete idiot. Yeah. Um, one of the names I didn't list in that um, I kept out for a reason, mainly because it's one of my favorite episodes, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. I know one episode that you did, and it's kind of sad now, um, and unfortunately because of his recent passing, but you did an episode with Robin Williams as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm just wondering, just from my own personal you know, curiosity, how was it working with him? Because it seemed like he just had so much fun, and he just loved just being a part of that. It was truly one of the highlights of my uh, career to be able to work with Robin. I, I, you know, I saw when I first saw him in Mark and Mindy, I had um, what I think the probably the same feeling he had the first time he saw Jonathan Winters. I just thought this is amazing. Who is this guy? What's he doing? And um, he was shooting um, one-hour photo up in Vancouver, so he he just basically flew down and he had to fly back after the taping. Uh, for the next day shooting, and he was just um, amazing. Uh, well, first of all, he raised everyone's energy 150 percent. Mm-hmm. He was uh, just lovely to everyone, the crew, the audience, and all of us. I mean, he he was an Oscar-winning actor, and uh, he joined us, and he was just one of the guys. Yeah, uh, and he had such a great time, and the, um, he actually stayed longer than he was supposed to. He um, the last half hour of the taping is usually uh, the worst part because it's going over. Uh, as we're doing the show, the producer is cutting the shows um, into three or four different shows. Mm-hmm. So the last half hour to an hour is just the host going, all right, now we're going to play sound effects. And then you know we stand up as though we haven't done it before. And it's basically for uh, edit points during the show. And he didn't want to leave. And we, we had more fun. He was having so much fun with the audience and with us. It, it truly was um, not only a great uh, professional uh, point, but uh, personal, too, because I just saw this guy who didn't really have to be nice to us was just amazingly sweet. I mean, right. I only knew him from that one time. Greg Proops knew him better. They're both from San Francisco and uh, stand-ups. And uh, Ryan had worked a couple of times with him. But from every report, it's just people first talk about how lovely he was and then talk about how funny he was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the biggest things that showed during that episode is the, the chemistry everybody had together. And and that's the one of the most important parts, I guess, about improv is chemistry with everybody, especially when it involves, you know, two, three, four people. Um, oh, yeah. What's, what's the mean, process? Go ahead. I don't go on. Uh, I was just going to say, what's the process like, you know, when you're trying to find, you know, somebody new or adding a guest like that, um, or, you know, what do you do when two members maybe don't quite get along as they are normally? Uh, you just get through it. I mean, in in theory, you should be able to work with any other improviser. We all have the same vocabulary. We know what the rules are. Um, but there are sometimes... Um, it doesn't work, and it doesn't necessarily mean because it's someone you you don't get along with personally. There's just sometimes, for whatever reason, um, things uh, don't meld. When I was at Second City, um, there was a guy there, Patrick McKenna, who is a very successful uh, Canadian actor and uh, one of my best friends. And for the first 
four months we were in the company together, we couldn't improvise together. And it was really frustrating because I find him very funny and uh, enjoyed it. And then we realized it was because we were both being very polite with each <laughs> other and waiting for the other one to sort of take charge. And then once we figured that out, it was just, it just sort of liberated us. And um, then he became one of my favorite people to work with. So you never, it could be just the slightest thing that can, um, you know, set off the, the, the chemistry, as you say, but uh, keep at it. I mean, with Ryan, it was pretty much there from the very beginning. From the very first time we improvised, um, it, it just worked. And with some other people, it takes a little while to get the, the chemistry going, but you, you can do it. Right. Um, well, I know, um, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, obviously, you know, with you and Brad touring, I'm sure you guys have some good chemistry and, and stuff like that. I mean, um, you guys, unfortunately, we had missed you when you were in our area most recently. We're in the, the Philadelphia area, and you were at Easton, I think, last fall. Yeah, um, oh, we're coming back in November, so. Yeah, I know yeah. you're going to be, I think, in York, uh, Pennsylvania in November, and then you won't be back to Easton until November 2015. Um, and I know people can go to colinandbrad.com for tour dates. I mean, does that always, you know, are you touring while the show is filming as well? Yeah. Um, the, the filming of the show is so, uh, as I say, it's three weekends. So it doesn't take a lot of time. Um, we usually do it in January or March when um, the tour is just starting up again. Right. Uh, and they work around, or they try to work around everyone's schedules. You know, Wayne's busy with uh, Let's Make a Deal. Ryan's busy with other things. Uh, it's actually amazing that they can get us all together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we uh, we do a lot of traveling. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot the, of traveling. The show is obviously very popular because, I mean, as Adam said, you know, you guys are back. I, I looked at the tour dates to see when you were coming back to Easton. I saw you the last time you were in Easton. And I've seen you actually two or three times already. And what I love about going to see your show is that it, because it's improv, it's a completely different show every time. And yeah, you know, you and, and, and because uh, because we do come back to places uh, often, we most of the work that Brad and I do on the show are coming up with different games and trying to find different ways of doing the show so that it is totally different. Um, most of that. In, is trying to find different ways of getting suggestions so we get things from the audience we've never had before, getting the audience to act, uh, you know, getting an audience to shout out things other than gynecologists and proctologists <laughs> can be difficult sometimes. So it's trying to find a way to couch the question so you get something that makes them think, um, you know, a little outside the box, a little outside of uh, the world of normal, and yet give us something to work with. Yeah. I, I remember one of the times I'd seen you was actually at Millersville University, and this was probably about five years ago. And just one of the running jokes that you guys had going all night was the pronunciation of Lancaster, whether it was Lancaster or Lancaster. And it was just part of the show for the rest of the night. And it just showed me like how brilliant the improv is between you and Brad and the chemistry that you guys actually do have when you travel. Yeah, I mean, we, this is our 11th year. Uh, I've known him uh, over 20 years. So, again, all of that works towards us having a great relationship. I mean, I, I, um, you know, it, it's hard for bands to go for 11 years mm -hmm. <laughs> touring, uh, and we're still absolutely loving it. And part of it is 
um, I think we have the same sort of uh, work ethic and the same um, just sort of love of improv and the fact that, um, you know, it is different every night, so we never get into a rut. It's not like we have to go out there and do our greatest hits every show. Every show is its own beast, and every show has a different running joke because of uh, something we've gotten from the audience or something that's happened that day. So uh, I can see this going until both hips go. <laughs> Well, I mean, some of the stuff that you guys do, I it's I have to ask who, which one of you two nutcases came up with the mouse trap game? Brad. Brad, yeah. Brad that... has a real dark uh, streak in him. <laughs> uh, yeah, the mouse traps game. We're blindfolded, barefoot, and doing a scene on one hundred live mouse traps. <laughs> um, and usually, the improv at that point isn't that great. But the <laughs> just loves watching us hurt ourselves. And we've tried to sort of ease it out of the show because it's, for many reasons, it's not one of our favorite games. <laughs> Can't imagine. But the, they, uh, the audience revolts if we don't do it. So we're, we're constantly, uh, no matter how great the show is, there's that moment where you go, ah, oh, man, now it's mouse traps. Yeah. It's just the worst. Um. <laughs> I know we're getting ready to wrap things up, and I have one final question about the tour and everything, because we're definitely going to send people to the website, because, like, as I said, I've seen it, and I want to send other people to see you guys, because it's absolutely hysterical. Um, you play, the tour mainly goes in smaller venues, as does the Who's Line show. Uh, is there something about that smaller audience that, appeal, that appeals more to improv? It's, uh, you know, improv is a more uh, intimate art. I mean, we've uh, most of our the theaters we play are you know anywhere from a uh, thousand to twenty five hundred, and that's even that's uh, a little big. We once did a show for ten thousand at a <laughs> coliseum. It was just wow. <laughs> insane. I mean, they had screens, but it just asking for a suggestion, it, it, you couldn't hear anything. Yeah. Um, so we we enjoy the smaller venues. We actually uh, a couple of years ago were doing. Um, a couple of weeks up at Just for Laughs in Montreal. And it was like a 300-seat theater. And that was great. It, that was like going back to our roots where we'd be working in smaller places. Um, it, it, it's fun. And it, it's with the bigger places, it's... it's um, I, I think we've become kind of successful in including everyone and um, making it seem a lot more intimate than it is. But it, it can be a tough, uh, tough time sometimes. Yeah. Um, well, I know we're getting to the end of our time, but usually how we like to wrap up our interviews is we like to do what we call our rapid fire. Um, All right. And basically how that works is Adam's just going to shoot a couple questions at you. They're real quick. They're not anything too detailed. Just answer with the first thing that pops into your head. All right. Yeah, but before we get started, I know uh, we, we might be talking actually to Brad at some point in the next couple of weeks. Do you have any uh, any advice for us when we talk to him? Should we... Hit on any um, topic. Yeah, topic. don't actually tape them. <laughs> uh, you won't get anything. You okay. just won't get a thing. We'll just do that he'll one. He'll say some days. horrible things about me, and uh, <laughs> then he'll talk about his time on the dating game. It's just not worth it. <laughs> All right. Good. I'll, I'll actually I'll write that down. i got to remember that. Yeah, right. write that down. Right. So let's get into the questions here. First one is, uh, who's one person that you've always wanted to improv with but haven't been able to? Oh, um, oh, Steve Carell. Oh, that'd be a good one. Um, next one, and, and Ben and I both differ on this. the answer to this question. What's your favorite game on Whose Line out of all the games that there are? 
uh, greatest hits. Okay. Okay. His is. So they, I get band? to sit down. <laughs> That's <Exactly>. true. <laughs> yeah, I know my personal favorite scenes from a hat. I just I love yeah. that game. Yeah, that's a fun game. And mine was yeah. the expensive props. Oh, props. <laughs> uh, can I tell you? Next to Hoedown, props <laughs> is the most hated game on Who's Line. Everything that comes out just looks like genitalia, and you can use it. So you just go, oh, oh well, I, I, I think I used cock last week. I can't do it this week. <laughs> I can't tell you how many yeah. times I can't tell you how many times I've heard throughout the run of the show, you know, burying Madonna or burying, you know, Pamela Anderson. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, it's breasts or it's a penis or testicles. <laughs> they need to expand a little bit, I guess. Yeah, they do. Um, last one, and then we'll wrap up. If you never got into improv, what would you? What do you think you would have done, or what would you like to do? I'd be a street person because I have no <laughs> skills. Um, <laughs> The fact that I'm making a living doing something that wasn't a job when I was growing up astounds me every day of my life. <laughs> well, I really must... can't do anything else. <laughs> you must be good at it. I well, I you know, I, <laughs> I got you famous are. at it, so that helped. <laughs> um, well, I know I'm. I know Adam and I are both huge fans of you, so we definitely want to thank you for joining us tonight and. Um, we want to send people your way. Uh, obviously, check out Whose Line Is It Anyway on Monday nights on the CW at 8 o'clock, 7 central. Uh, your website is colinmockery.com, but we want to send people also to colinandbrad.com to check out tour dates. And we encourage people to follow you on Twitter, at Colin Mockery. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, Colin, this was uh, awesome. But Like I said, we're both huge fans, so this was a great pleasure for us. Thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, well, thank you. My pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Uh, to everybody listening, thank you for joining us tonight. Please check us out, www.nextlevelradioonline.com, and follow us on Twitter, at NXT Level Radio. In the meantime, we'll see you around the bend, guys. Take care. <laughs>